The Eurasian Steppe is a vast plain where water and food can be scarce, but a wily creature can take advantage of the forbidding environment. Foxes live and thrive on every continent, except for Antarctica. But to survive in the frigid, dry shrubland, it takes some special skills. The Corsac Fox is a canine like any other, but it has a special skill that many of its kin can't boast. But adversity often breeds innovation in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy. LD Taxonomy or... It's like a French accent. LD Taxonomy. Uh, or... <laughs> Uh, visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, and Carol Raspolich. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about another fox with shifty, untrustworthy eyes. But more on that later. I think they look graceful and serene, but, you know, whatever. Teach his own. Little column A, little column I don't want to yoke your yak. But we are. I, I am. Uh, I have shifted the office that I work in and record from, and now it looks like I'm in a void, which is great. There's no background anymore, just color, nothing. Oh well, mine's got all kinds of backgrounds still. So yeah, I haven't put anything up yet. I need a void right here. Just a big void behind me. Every <laughs> office needs a void. Just to throw stuff in. A pocket universe. Yeah. Anyway. We're talking about the Corsac Fox. Otherwise known as just the Corsac. Or a mm-hmm. Corsac. Which I'd never heard of before before we uh, researched this. Um, but we're going to call it here the Fine Vulpine and the Sly Climber. <laughs> Good. But that, don't, don't take my word for it. Take science word for it when it comes to naming things. Science is word for it. <laughs> uh, it's in a kingdom you know, love, and are in. Uh, the kingdom is Animalia. Phylum is Chordata. Chordata. The class is Mammalia. We should, we should all be able to just recite this in our sleep at this point. Order, Carnivora. Because you know, yeah. if it's a mammal and it eats other... It eats living... Well... It eats non-plants, then it's a carnivora. Suborder mm-hmm. is Caniformia, things that look like dogs. Uh, the family is Canidae, basically dogs. Uh, the subfamily is Caninae, even more basically dogs. Uh, the, ge- the genus is Vulpes, and that's where it splits off from dogs and goes into foxes. And then the species is Corsac, so Vulpes. Mm. Corsac. That's a very simple, straightforward, easy binomial nomenclature. I like it. Not No eight-syllable words with four vowels together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, and C's 
that I don't know whether it's a soft C or a hard C. Um, but since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Critter Groups, the part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is a name? What is the name for a group of this animal, or what is the term of venery, or what is the collective noun? It's all all means the same. If you saw a group of foxes, would you say that's a a creep? of foxes b a slink of foxes c a lurk of foxes or d a skulk of foxes if you, i don't know if you noticed a pattern i'm gonna go with slink final answer oh so close but skulk? incorrect it is skulk yes that's it is skulk ah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, the rest of them have to be, like, in the same synonyms. Um, but yes. That's, those are, that's appropriate. They all could have been, they all could have worked. Yeah. It is a skulk of foxes. Uh, so, yeah, bring that up at the next dinner party and wow your friends. Would you like to know what this thing looks like? Sure. All right. So, the Corsac... Uh, is about I think is about as regal as fox foxes get. Foxes can be you know traditional like the 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 red and white or the orange and white, and they can be a, like super adorable like the fennec fox. But this is this is definitely a, a an elegant regal fox. I think um, it has a light coat of creams and reddish hues, especially around the uh, the the legs and chest. It has gray tinges. Um, with more gray in the in the face and the back some of them are pretty gray but um, for the most part it's it's kind of a cream color um, the tail has that classy long cl classic and classy long uh, fluffy fox tail um, and we, when I was looking through pictures of it, it actually kind of has more of a cat appearance than a dog um, just because the way it curls up and it just, it just looks like a, like a Maine Coon mixed with a fox. But it's a, it's a, it's a medium-sized fox. It's not the biggest one there is, but it's not like the Fennec Fox. That one, that, that thing's like, a, like an inch. It's more than an inch. Um, but, <laughs> um, Joe, why don't you go ahead and tell us how big this fox is. Uh, and make sure, I, 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 want, I just want to be abundantly clear that you, you put this into relatable terms this time, please. Okay, welcome to the Bluff Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into the taxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week, so that means we get to hear from an animal and Carlos has to guess what it is. Alrighty then. Uh, and today we're going to be hearing from a fox. Oh. A cartoon fox, in fact. There are lots of those. There, there are a ton of them. And they're, most of them are super iconic that you would get it immediately. But I found some deep cuts that you might, uh, that might, that might actually make this a challenge. Okay. So... Without further ado, 
for the listener's favorite part of the show. I think that's probably enough to go on. It sure is. That was uh, piercing. It was piercing, I want to say. Shrill. Um, that That's probably the audio quality of the way you're experiencing it. The listeners will experience it a little bit better, probably. Hopefully. For their sake. Um, is that A, The Fox from The Fox and the Crow, a 1940s and beyond uh, Columbia um, uh, animation based on the Aesop's fable? Muggy Do. Is it B, Muggy Do, and another animated fox from uh, the 20th century? Is it C, J. Worthington Fowlfellow from Pinocchio? Did you know that's the name of the fox from Pinocchio? I did. I knew his name was Jay, and I'm one million percent sure it's not him. <laughs> um, the, the the he's called when I was a kid. He tells Pinocchio his name is Honest John, and I think maybe that's what the J stands for, John. But like, Does it, I think I thought like the um. When he talks to the guy, the evil guy who's going to turn all the kids into donkeys, spoiler alert, I think he calls him, I thought he called him Jay, because I always assumed, like, I don't know, I just, I, I, like, I knew that his name was Jay. It's Jay, like, it's Jay, Jay Dot. with a, Jay Dot, yeah, it's, it's probably for John, John Worthington Fowlfellow. Honest John. Uh, and D, is it D, Briar Fox from the Song of the South? Um, You mean Briar Fox? Yeah. Because it's like a, it's a mash together. Um, is it brother? Yeah, it's brother, brother Fox. But uh-huh. it's, it's in. See, I always thought it was Briar, like short for Briar. No, because. Because like, of Splash Mountain. They all have. The Briar um, Patch. And they all lived in the Briar. They didn't live in the I Briar. Thought. They lived outside of the Briar Patch. It was, um, it's Br'er Rabbit that lives in the Briar Patch, and he tricks them. He's the Tom Sawyer of the of the group, but everybody's got that that Mark Twang, that Mark Twang. <laughs> and, yeah, and so that that, that, that works. So it's not a, uh, it's not brother brother Fox. It's Br'er Fox. Yeah. Um. It. I don't think it's him because the idea that he would whistle and, uh, uh, with mirth, and um. And set up a picnic, unless it had, unless it was a picnic of rabbit. I don't think uh, that's him. I, I'm a hundred percent sure that it is not uh, Jay Worthington Fowlfellow. Um, and Fowlfellow. I did not know that. <laughs> Do you want a, a hint? Um, so it's I, it's one of the two, the first two, and I've never heard of. I've never. I, I'm not familiar with these particular works of art no but you have heard the voice actor before is it mel blanc it sounds like yes mel it blanc. is 
Yeah, it is. Um, what was the second option? Muggy do. Uh, M-U-G-G-Y hyphen D-O-O. Not like too humid. <laughs> There's really a muggy do out this morning. <laughs> Ew. Um, <laughs> that's just every every day in Florida. I'm going to go with the first one. I suppose. Um, Wait. Muggy do is also a, f- a cat. A cartoon cat. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go with. Whatever the first one was, the, the 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 fox and the crow. Final answer. Final answer. That is correct. Yes. The nineteen forty one. Aesop's fable inspired fox and the crow. It's kind of like a Tom and Jerry. Where this fox and this crow do hijinks to one another. It's Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, itchy and scratchy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk length. The Corsac fox uh, has a head and body length of 45 to 65 centimeters or 18 to 26 inches. How many Corsac foxes go into the length of the Mongol Derby? Which is a horse race. A horse race. Makes sense. In Mo- Here's in a hint. Yeah. The Mongol Derby is the longest horse race in the world. It spans the Mongolian steppe and mimics the horse messaging system that was put in place by Genghis Khan. This is like Hidalgo. Which I went on a deep dive of because of this. Because of it? Because I thought about this as being like Hidalgo. But Hidalgo is like an Arabian race. Yeah. And I and it's based on a true story about this cowboy like horse rider that went to race in Arabia that might all be absolute snake oil. <laughs> like there's the guy, the cowboy, uh, I forgot his name. Um, he, Viggo Morganson, Aragorn. That's, that's yes, the cowboy's name. Uh, he like may, may be a complete con artist and he made like a ton of unsubstantiated claims. Uh, some of which made it into the movie. Um, like Frank Hopkins, um, who was like an expert horseman who performed with Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, which the guy claimed, which like has been unconfirmed, unsubstantiated. Like he made so many unsubstantiated claims about like races he's done that like maybe never existed. And it's very sad, but some things he he said, are true like he was part of the ringling brother circus uh so very very deep dive and now i'm deep diving into it telling you and it's completely irrelevant because the relevant thing is that i think 4.8 million foxes go into the 
length of this race that is not Hidalgo. Final answer. Final answer, 4.8 million. The correct answer is 1.5 million. Oh, this is a short race. Anyone could do it. Easy. The race is 1,000 uh, kilometers or 621.3 miles. Yeah, see, I put it as 2,000 miles because I thought it was one of those races that take like a week. Well, they would not ride 2,000 miles to see you tonight. Or to deliver Genghis Khan's letters. <laughs> or to fall um, at your door. Yeah. Uh, here's the weight. 1.6 to 3.2 kilograms. Or 3.5 to 7.1 pounds. How many foxes go into the weight of the largest opium, opium seizure ever? Oh. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, somebody having a seizure. Seizure. No. Um... I was like, how, how heavy was how, that? How do you weigh, how do you weigh that? Um, okay, wow. The the largest amount of opium found and confiscated by authorities. So here's a hint. The opium was seized in Iran in 2007, and the and most of it was likely grown in Afghanistan, which is where 95% of the opium mar- market in Europe comes from. From the opium poppy. I, I found out that, ta- that the Taliban is like the is to Europe as cartels are to the United States. They're just better like organized. Major and, and organized drug uh, drug crime. And they're uh, they have they're fueled by religion. By religious fanaticism. I wouldn't say that about the cartel. No, I would but. say that about the Taliban. Yeah, so that's, that's the difference. <laughs> therein is where the difference yeah, is. So Although some people argue, like I was reading an article that was like, the top brass of the Taliban is more like the cartel than they are like the uh, the religious fanatic ground street level guys in the Taliban. I always I always suspected that like that the the fanaticism was just a tool like fuel to 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 get um people to do very dangerous and crazy and terrible things um because i'm sure like some of the top brass has beliefs that they believe they're furthering through like funding with drugs and stuff like that but yeah because if they really committed to it then you know they would be the ones doing all the the crazy stuff. I mean, but but it's like the same thing with uh, just every leader in which their followers kill themselves, like uh, cult leaders and stuff. They, it's like a lot of the, or like they do horrible things, like um, Charles Manson. But a lot of they, them end up they killing themselves justify as well. it. Yeah, but I mean, like the ones that don't, they justify it by saying like someone needs to be the organization person, somebody needs to be the leader, it needs to be. St- needs to stick around and but i'd say that i don't know i I, i'd say uh like someone like jim jones uh, believed it to the bitter end but maybe not because he was shot was he he didn't drink the kool-aid yeah oh so somebody they it's a mystery some people like they don't (laughs) 
they didn't know that like they if he was shot by um law enforcement in the in like actually i don't know if the the law enforcement got there before, i think they found everyone dead but some people think that like when they realized he wasn't taking it somebody shot him when they realized like you know what that rings a bell the horror of the situation yeah that does ring a bell it's just been a while since i've uh given any thought to but he could have maybe shot himself you know instead of drinking the poison but we don't know it's a mystery Hmm. um all right we were talking about an opium seizure here though Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna say i don't know I'm picturing like in pounds. I'm, I'm picturing like them opening up shipping containers with this stuff in it, uh, like on a on a on a barge. Um, more more so than like f- finding an SUV that's full of it. Um. So I'm gonna go with uh, five hundred tons because I think this is a massive like. It's just like yeah, like they 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 stopped a barge that had shipping containers full of this stuff. So, oops. So that's uh, that's a million pounds. So my answer is one hundred and forty, one hundred forty-one thousand. Um, Corsac Fox's worth of weight went into these this uh, opium seizure. <laughs> the correct answer is a hundred, uh, hundred and thirty-two thousand, six hundred and thirty-five. Oh boxes. yeah! I in this Iran seized four hundred and twenty-seven thousand kilograms, or nine hundred and forty-one thousand pounds. Close to a million. That which is, is what you so suggested. close. How many tons is that? <laughs> nine hundred forty-one thousand. That's four hundred and seventy tons, and I guess five hundred tons. That that's a win. Yeah. That's a W in my in in my book. <laughs> I could have I could have easily guessed like, you know, like eighty pounds or something. If if should there be should we come up with a percentage of like of the correct answer, like a window of the percentage of the correct answer? Oh, but like it. The problem is like you have you have to shift the goalposts based on how large the number is. Um, yeah, wouldn't the percentage cover? I guess, I guess it would cover most earthly things, but like once it gets astronomical, just the decimal place yeah. is like a it's, major. Victory. I guess it's still a percent of like a of a significant percentage. We could do something like that. But for- yeah, then we could get like real wins. Like <laughs> these real are wins, real, real wins. Losses. Don't tell me these aren't real wins. No, I mean like official. Like nobody's questioning it. Wins. Do people question it? If you're questioning my wins <laughs> in Measure Up, <laughs> let me know. I'll have I'll I'll have words with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for me- Measure Up. Do you have any fast facts before we get into the major? Facts? I do. Okay, so like. You mentioned Mongolia and Iran and places like that. Uh, so the 
the Corsac fox lives on the steppes of Central Asia, which stretches from Iran all the way in the west to uh, to this through the stands, almost all of the stands, um, all the way into northern China. Um, so it it it, it it's a, uh, a decent strip of the middle of Asia. Um, and specifically, the steppes are treeless grasslands that are at high elevations, and they are far from uh, rivers and lakes. Um, so lot, lots of rocky outcroppings, lot, lots of windswept um, areas. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's what you're picturing when it comes to steppes. Uh, they eat insects and small mammals like uh, hares, voles, pikas, the, the adorable little pika, the hamsters uh, and squirrels, gerbils, things like that. Basically any little, any little rodent-ish thing they can get their hand, their paws on. Um, they're nocturnal, uh, so they only uh, go out at night. And they are nomadic, so they don't have a territory that they defend, they go wherever the food is. Um, and they also need to look out for predators as they look as they are predators themselves but um they need to look out for wolves buzzards eagle owls which we've mentioned on this show it's, it just sounds so cool it's it, i mean it's just an it's a big owl um but it definitely seems like a like a an animal that belongs in you know avatar the last airbender yeah it would be hard to picture an eagle owl that's neither eagle nor owl yeah, because kind of the main point is the the head. Everything else kind of looks would be tough to tell the difference. Oh, it's like a hamster gerbil. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess like an owl with a long, like a like a really big, ferocious beak and strong talons. Anyway, got that. Um, and uh, also golden eagles. Some of the some of the bigger eagles we mentioned we actually have an episode on the golden eagles go check check that out they're uh they're they would be horrifying to deal with as a small mammal um because uh, they are ferocious and smart um corsacs can live for about a decade in the wild uh and I've, i i think that's it's it covers most of the just the general info we got a good idea but what makes a major i'm calling this major fact canine climber canine crunchies is that a thing um canine crunchies is like a brand of dog food in the 101 dalmatians universe oh okay um <laughs> Which we've talked about multiple times, and you—it's like one of the one one Disney films that you haven't seen very much. That and Lady and the Tramp. I know almost nothing about those movies because I've only seen them once as a as a kid. For some reason, they just just never watched. Didn't watch them a bunch. But speaking of foxes, I did watch Robin Hood a lot. So, Fox and the Hound. That one was emotionally traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I watched that one a lot. I watched it uh, several times, um, but I do remember a lot of it because of how how good of a and uh, of a story it is, and how it tugs at the heartstrings. Lady and the Tramp did not do that for me. 
No. Anyway. That one's about... I don't even remember what, like, the theme of that it's is. It's about, a f- like, a, a dog that is loved by its owners, but then its owners have a baby, and that dog needs to deal with the fact that it's no longer the baby of the household. So she rebels and goes and, like, dates somebody from the streets? Um, Literally? <laughs> ki- kind of, yeah. Like, a, the, the tramp comes and, like, says, like, oh, you're, you don't need owners. They're... They, they, you know, they, they, they'll treat you like garbage, like they, like they are. They're, they're, they definitely like this baby more than you. And she's kind of swaying back and forth. It's really, it's a really weak story. Not a lot happens, and then it's kind of like avoiding the dog catchers, and then the movie's over. But the fox and the hound is straight up like the innocence of like youth does not recognize these social barriers to friendship. So it's like, it doesn't matter that we're different. We can be friends and the world just gets in the way. Yeah. And it has, it just has like two, two or three moments of just of really poignant, emotional, (laughs) emotional, uh, um, emotional emotion. (laughs) And uh, the the Mama Owl sings really well, sings a nice song, and that's fun. Yeah, any any Disney movie that starts off with the mom dying, you know, is gonna be good. <laughs> Cause you have to have the hero embark on his journey, and they never would if they. Parents have no business being in a Disney movie. <laughs> Did Odysseus's dad tag along in the Odyssey? I don't think no, so. No, no, not at all. That would have been a dumb story. <laughs> go, go, Let's go talk. read um, Oedipus if you want to hear about parents. <laughs> Let's get into the major facts. So you rarely ever hear of a dog getting stuck in a tree like, a, like its feline counterparts. That may be because dogs are poor climbers. Canine bodies are built for running and endurance. Pack hunters are known for dogging their prey, which is to chase them for miles until they're tired tired out. And I wonder if that's like why dogs and humans made an allyship, because we hunted the same way. But like running after things until they got tired. That's not really how we've ever hunted. We It certainly is. We 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 ambush, injure, and then run after. Because but, we have no hope of catching things unless they're No, injured. but we can run for 26 miles slowly until... And, and uh, prey animals do like a thing where they sprint to get away from something and then tire out. They give it everything they have to get away. And so imagine you do that like three times and the thing's still coming. That's what, that's what humans did. But also ambushing, like we we didn't do one thing because humans, their their biggest advantage is their brain. So our biggest advantage but is like we do that's, two things. But that's why human beings like sweat. They like are very efficient in like getting rid of heat. So we, the one physical thing we have over a lot of the animal kingdom is our endurance running capabilities. We could never escape anything, but we might be able to catch something. I thought it was our dexterous hands. 
that well and the ability to throw and our even and our like tongues monkeys that are capable of apes. speech <laughs> tongues and jaws yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so dogs develop powerful back legs but their leg joints are stiff and they aren't able to articulate them like other like tree climbing mammals so They struggle to wrap around tree trunks and branches. Unlike cats with inward curving claws, dogs have claws that curve downward. So they're useful as cleats for running, but not for gripping trees. Uh, So that's why when your dog runs around your tile floor, you hear a lot of click, clack, click, clack. They're just always out pointed down so they can grip the ground. Um, So foxes, however, are unique as canines. They aren't pack hunters, and they usually forage as generalists, eating mostly small prey. Uh, They're also smaller than other wolves and wild dogs and need to escape larger predators, like you mentioned. Eagle owls. Um, But Corsac foxes are known to be excellent climbers. Uh, Not your average fox can even do that. Uh, And they can be seen climbing tree trunks like a squirrel. Um, They aren't the only climbing canines there, but there are only a few. So other ones are the North North America's gray Fox, which they I've seen, I saw videos of those and that's like, wow, I did not. You, when you think of like a canine body climbing, it doesn't seem to work, but like they clamber up the side of a tree trunk. And then guess what else? What's the other canine that can climb? Canine that can climb. It's an LDT alumni. Is it the Dingo? No. Recent alumni. Recent? This year. This, yeah, I don't remember. The Tanuki. That's a canine? Yeah, Tanuki. We 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 talked I about for, that. It was a king. I forgot about that. Uh, basically, like my rem- memory of the Tanuki comes down to its like mythological depiction with its uh, <laughs> with its it, its members. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't even the major. Fact. I know, but like that's um, now all I can think about when it comes to the Tanuki. <laughs> uh, click on the link on the LDT page for the Corsac Fox to. Go to the Tanuki page or, you know, just type in Tanuki, uh, LDT Tanuki. Um, climbing canines are anatomically doggish, except for a few important features. Um, they have rotating wrists that allow them to wrap their limbs around tree trunks and hook their claws into the bark at better angles. Their claws are also semi-retractable. Um, a cat's claws are fully retractable, which means... You can see just pure paw and toe beans and no claw, or you can see full scary claws coming out. Did you? They can. Did you just say toe beans? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That's. Oh yeah. Mm, yum. Toe toe. <laughs> be- I wanna. I wanna open a can of piping hot toe beans. They're like pink little jelly beans. They are. A cat's paw. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and can be articulated uh, their their claws can be articulated into place when climbing trees 
So coarse-eyed foxes climb to forage for food like squirrels, insects, and other tree resources, a.k.a. tree sources. Um, <laughs> they may also supplement their diets with fruits and vegetables because when you're on the, the foodless and waterless steppes uh, of Mongolia, you take what you can get. So climbing may also help them to escape predators. Um, and they're fairly slow runners uh, and may not be able to escape larger predators in a sprint. They said that like a dog, like your family dog could probably catch one. Um, so being able to clamber up a, a tree is extremely helpful. My dog is wicked fast. One of them is. Which one? <laughs> Which one do you think? The uh, Do you think it's the overweight oblong... Uh, it's not the potato torpedo. Yeah, it's 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 not, it's not the baked potato. Um, it's the sneeze. It's the terrier sneeze. <laughs> um, but I imagine that climbing a tree isn't great when and a uh, golden eagle is what you're up against. It's it's True. good for wolves. Uh, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but also, some people are probably out there thinking, my dogs can climb up trees, and there are some breeds that are better at it than others. But it's not their, it's not something they're designed for. It's something that they have been bred to be capable of, um, because like they're hunting hunting dogs that hunt things that climb up trees. Um, so they they've they've figured out a way to like run up. And get to like the first like foothold they can, um, but usually they're they're not climbing up sheer trunks um, that are completely vertical because uh, they can't because they can't. Um, but some of them are really fast and can like kind of torpedo their way up some some like small sh- short trees. Did you know lions can climb trees? There's no getting away from a lion. I would imagine not. There are there are cats. You would imagine not. But I would imagine that they could they that you wouldn't be able to escape them in a tree. Yeah. Although leopards seem I think that what the, what it is for lions is that like they're so big that like they're they probably don't have fun in trees and they it's they're probably not great at climbing like trees at the top where a leopard can get to. No, but they can get up uh, trees quickly because they're so big and strong. Well, same with bears. Like you've seen a, you could see videos of a bear can that, that like just vaults himself up a tree. And like, even though I have opposable thumbs that can grab branches, I cannot get up the fa- <laughs> that as, fa- as fast as a bear can. You don't, you just don't want it as bad as the bear wants you. Yeah, maybe that's it. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta want it bad enough. But that's all I got. Alright, that's all I got. That was... Climbing canines. That was the... The corsac. The fox you'll find in a tree. And it's not Robin Hood. Or maybe it is. Mm. Just be sure to double check. Uh, So for you out there in podcastia, stay elegant. Keep an eye on the sky for predators. 
and climb every mountain like the poor sack fox here in life, death and exile. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. <laughs> they climb every steppy. Step it. Like a shoppy, like vitamin steppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> steppy time. Steppy time. Steppy time. I always thought it was is it is it steppy time? Step I always thought it was time. steppy time. Step in. Time. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was not correct <laughs> that I thought it was steppy time. Stepping time.